0: How's it going so far? Like, first first digital con for you?
1: The, yeah, this or... is the first one that I've ever made. Yeah, this is a lot of work.
0: are <laughs> <laughs> already, are you?
1: <laughs> I'm going to have, like, co-host if, if we yeah. do it again, like, next year or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's definitely... Um...
0: Uh, when I saw the schedule, I thought, wow, that's, that's ambitious. That's, like, yeah. proper, full-on, you know... Full on discussion. It's good, you know. I think that's uh, it's nice, but yeah, it must take a lot of energy and a lot of work.
1: Oh, uh, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, three days. I was like, oh, that that shouldn't be that bad. And then I started seeing like the amount of people that wanted to do it. I was like, oh, okay. And then like certain people had to drop off to do something else or some personal thing, and I was like, oh, okay. So then I had to like schedule somebody else there, or we had to like. Th- Find the time <laughs> um, somewhere else, or that—that that, that was words. I Okay, <laughs> um, but even yeah.
0: just the energy of just just talking, and if you're on every single one, that's, that, it takes a lot out of you, doesn't it? Just
1: well, the last one just helped because I said one sentence, okay. so that that was good. So, like, as long as I have more people that talk, and mm-hmm. then people don't have to hear my voice or see you, me talk. You can
0: catch your breath. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, uh, if you want, not trying to do this when I have to go to the bathroom, but if you want to do like your elevator pitch and um, sure. stuff for your, I if you want to put your Kickstarter link in the comments, you can do that and then I'll I'll be right back.
0: Sure, um, sure, sure. If you
1: want to do the elevator pitch for that. I, I yeah. Don't know if, you can, if you can share the screen and share the screen. I first. can
0: indeed. So I can share, um, I can share all my social links and stuff and talk through. Uh, yeah, you know the comic I've done, and yeah. So you you go, leave yourself, <laughs> hand me the reins, and yeah. <laughs> so let's have yeah. a look. Um, yeah, I'll be right back. Okay, okay, this is cool. Okay, so hi everyone, uh, whilst Greg is in the toilet, <laughs> or while he's away, I should say. So my name is um, Sebastian Chow. I'm a comic creator uh, and illustrator based in London, UK. Uh, so um, I am a make comics from start to scratch. So I'll be the penciler, inker, writer, I'll try my hand at colouring, uh, But uh, yeah, I'll I'll create everything from scratch. So I did this in 2017 with uh, a comic that I self-published through Kickstarter, uh, which was uh, an experience. I thoroughly recommend it if you've not done it before. Um, And the comic was called Catapulted. So I'll see if I can uh, share it here. Um, Why Catapulted? it was a story based during the space race during the 1950s and 60s where um, certain countries were sending uh, monkeys into space. I think it was America. Uh, Russia sent dogs. Uh, They had Laker, the famous dog. And um, I found out that France actually sent cats. Uh, And that fascinated me. It, It blew my mind. So here is the, the the kickstarter that that i did uh, and it just followed the journey from uh, one cat's perspective that went into space and he meets yupkin who's uh, the astronaut that goes in before the uh, well-known uh, yuri garrigan who, who was the first manned uh, orbit space flight so welcome back rick
1: hey okay i didn't add your thing to that so okay
0: <laughs> oh there we go <laughs> cool. So, yeah, I was just t- telling everyone about the, the kickstarter I did. This was, this was the first comic I ever did, and it's kind of an ongoing project. So this was the first issue. Uh, and it was about, um, you, you know I don't know if most people know, kind of like the space race history, you know, like uh, America and Russia were fighting to get to the moon and, and to get into space, and uh, where they were sending animals up prior to sort of man flights. And, yeah. Russia sent Lake of the dog and, I think you know, America sent these tiny little chimps. uh, And I found out that France actually did send a cat into lower orbit, uh, which fascinated me. So I I just, I couldn't, I mean, I've, I've got cats myself and I'm a big cat lover. So I just couldn't imagine this cat going into space. And if you, if you Google sort of, you know, cats in space in France, you'll see all these black and white photos of them. And so it just gave me this idea for this, you know, this story that just follows this cat that goes into space and he bumps into um, uh, a cosmonaut and it is kind of like a, a little known fact or weird history. You know, there seems to be evidence that before the Yuri Garrigan went into space, there was sort of other manned um, missions, you know, it's before Yuri Garrigan, they just weren't successful. So they kind of kept it kind of hush-hush. So uh, the cat kind of bumps into this, Abandoned cosmonaut, uh, and it's just kind of their their journey in space and trying to get back home and, and just survive, really. So, um, hence the the comet catapulted. So, I did this in two thousand and seventeen, and I've worked on a few different projects, but I'm I'm kind of actively uh, working to bring this to a, a sort of a, a trade um, paperback kind of closed um, story. So, it's going to be about three to four issues in length but I'm just gonna release it as one kind of um, graphic novel now um, and yeah just got some exciting rewards plans so I did some um, uh, I've been doing some sculpting recently and, and I kind of want to get into uh, doing uh, busts uh, let me see if I can find the uh, picture um, here we go Please. Load. There we go. So yeah, I've been doing sort of some sculpting of um, some of the main characters. So the idea is in as one of the higher tier rewards, this will be kind of like a bust um, that I'm going to cast and do sort of replicas of and hand paint. So there'll be one of Yupkin the astronaut, and I'll do another one of the, of the cat. So kind of since lockdowns happened, I've been trying my hand at a few different things, and and uh, sculpting has been quite nice break from drawing and and um so yeah so that, that kind of working on this um on this kind of this is my first story really um and uh i was fortunate with the first kickstarter kickstarter put it in their discoverer it's like a discovery category yeah yeah and like most of the funding came from that like a lot of people found it just from their from kickstarter's promotion and which was really I was really, really fortunate because I didn't have any following anywhere, so I didn't have any Instagram <laughs> followers or Facebook followers. So, um, and yeah, it just uh, um, host, took it to a couple of cons. It sold well, um, so there's no more. I don't have any more physical issues apart from a couple of personal copies, and um, but it's available digitally. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's had some good feedback from from people who've read it, which is good. But I look. It's one of those things as a creator. I look back at it and I cringe because it's i feel like ah oh, you know the art could have been so much better or could have done this i could have done that but um it really was the best way to learn how to do a a comic you know it's just to get stuck in and you, i learned so much from that whole process so um so yeah that's kind of my my starting in in comics really
1: oh wow, that's cool um <laughs> well that was your first ever kickstarter that you ever did
0: yeah, so uh, I don't know if you know, like, Tyler James, and he does the whole yeah. comics launch. So uh, I used to listen to his podcast quite a lot, and I saw his website. I, I used to follow him back in the days of Comics Tribe, and uh, I think it was him and and was it, uh, Steve, I forget his surname, but he used to work with another guy that used to look at people's scripts and, and pages and give feedback. And then when he did uh, comics launch, um, he really, like – he analyzed it like down to the, you know, really fine detail um, as to how anyone could launch a, a comic and specifically comics on Kickstarter. Um, and just, you know, listening and listening This like, actually this, this seems more feasible, you know, it doesn't seem as difficult and he's laying it out. I mean, he, he's got courses, but a lot of his advice on the podcasts and in his blog posts and some of the free stuff he gives away, it's a lot of helpful info for for anyone thinking of self-publishing. So, I soaked all of that up, um, and uh, and then I remember going to a, a con, and um, speaking to someone who was, you know, kind of in exactly the same position I'm in now. They'd done one comic, um, booked a table, you know, sold it at a con, and I showed him the the sketches that I had of um, of, of these characters for catapulted. And he said, yeah, that's, that's good. It's nice. But he says, but you, wanna, you want to do the comic, you know. He says, I don't want you to come back next year and say, look, I've done a few more sketches or even here's a page. He goes, you need to do the comic. So he said, book a table and then just just do it. So that, and that's what I did. So as soon as tables came available in London for, I think it was London Super Comic Con, uh, I booked a table and thought, right, I've got 10 months to get a comic done and that really did motivate me i was having i I literally had nightmares of being at a table with just just nothing there and just like having a four sheets of paper and a biro and people saying oh so so where's the comic and i'm like yeah i don't have it i'll draw you a picture though (laughs) and i'd wake up sweating and i thought i need to get the need to get the comic done and it it was it worked um i got it done it was down to the wire but i got it done had a great con um sold a, a ton of comics um and uh yeah it was just it really helped move things along as a you know someone who wanted to make comics to now someone who's made a comic you know done a comic con so um so yeah it's it's the f- first one i've done by myself i've done a couple of others with, with um other creators we I, I was trying to launch a kid's book with a friend of mine He's a, he's a youtuber and I did some illustrations for him. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't successful, but we're still going to try to release that through uh, Amazon. Um, I think the kids category doesn't do so well on on um, on Kickstarter. That that's like uh, I think it's under books rather than under comics, which has its own its own category. And I'm also working with um, Simon Burks, who's another uh, creator from the UK. Uh, in fact, he I think he's just had his debut in an anthology for an uh, image comic that came out not too long ago, I think maybe last month. Um, so he's, uh, he's had a long history of, of writing comics and I met him before I did Catapulted and uh, he's got, he's got a, so many stories and, and one of them's a sci-fi story, this, this really cool sci-fi story called Gone about these these kind of robots who are trying to piece together their identity um and you know they they kind of come from a human background uh and he did uh he did volume one which is three issues and he's doing uh another um uh, i wonder if i've got a picture here somewhere but he's doing the second volume and uh we'd spoken and i said look i'm I'm kind of interested in uh, doing another project on the go and so uh, yeah we sorted some stuff out and i've just finished the the thumbnails for issue one and so I'm working on, on doing the uh, – I'll be doing the pencils, the inks, and the colors um, for, for that issue. And he's going to release that through through Kickstarter uh, sometime next year as well. Uh, let's see if I can grab it. Um, so this is my Instagram. Uh, yeah, here we go. So this is – these are the kind of rough sketch. Just I was just doing some silhouette stuff with these two robots that kind of – wander around this wreckage and they're kind of trying to piece together what's 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 happened to them it's a nice simple story just two characters um and just yeah a nice sci-fi adventure so so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that that complete as well so that'd be cool
1: yeah um there's a guy we have like we host like comics on our platform um and one of them is Marbles the cat and he's like uh it's like takes place in 2089 and um it's like a cyborg cat basically and like okay. him and a couple other cats like have to save their owners their humans from like an alien invasion of like small robots and stuff but yeah that, that's basically what the first issue is about it's actually cool. a pretty cool story for like like a horror guy making mm. a sci-fi comics yeah that's pretty cool
0: it's a great combination i mean I, I did think as well when i was coming up with that that you know what what, what would try and hook people in and i thought like, if i could somehow mix cats and sci-fi like you know i think there's, there's two genres there that would that would try and get a lot of attention and and then when i found out oh cats have cats have literally been into space I that oh, right i've got got, got i didn't had
1: like i think i remember someone saying that at one point but like i don't remember that um I
0: guess- oh it's 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 amazing when you see it um uh, let's have a look. Uh, yeah, Felicite was the, the cat. Um, there you go. And they, they used to put these mic literally put these microchips embedded in their head to kind of monitor their, their life signs. And they would keep them in these boxes because obviously, this is the apparatus that they had to put them in and literally just shove them inside the tip of the rocket. So they had to kind of get used to just being strapped down for hours on end. Which is like a cat's worst nightmare, so they'd put them in yeah. these boxes to train them to just sit still um, and they would boom la you know really loud noises um, so that they can get used to like the rocket uh, the, the the sound of the rocket. Um, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, this is how, how does this not you know be, be more featured in in more areas? And I just thought that's just that's a story waiting to happen so <laughs> just, yeah, amazing. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I, I love there's something about comics that is just I think it's a great medium for telling stories. And, um, you know, I've, I've got no interest in trying to I know sometimes people, they want to write a story and they see comics as an entry point, to, whether it's movies or TV or or um, it's kind of other mediums. But um, I just think there's a lot. There's a lot. To be desired in comics when it comes to stories compared to anything else. Um, and if you don't mind, I'd, I'd love to talk about it for a bit because I can talk about this no, for yeah. ages. So yeah, as long as <laughs> I don't have to talk a
1: lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: have that's, three what I, days that's what I thought, I thought. So I thought let me let me kind of start rambling about this a little bit. So, um, and I've spoken about it before in because I, I, I write some blog articles and and I tried to do a few videos just talking about this subject because. I feel it's a little bit, um, what's the word? Um, it's not discussed enough in my opinion. And I think it's kind of, it, it all lends to the, sh- the strength of comics as a medium for storytelling. So um, the, the, the advantages I see over of, of comics over, say, movies and novels, you know, that they each have their strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, in a novel it's highly engaging in the imagination. In fact, it's really difficult to get into a book if you don't engage your imagination. But to build up the details, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. So you can't get that instant snapshot of what a scene looks like. You have to build it line by line, description by description. And sometimes, it's happened to me, if it's not described well, or you interpret the information differently, you can build up a scene that you have to edit later on you know maybe you picture a character a certain way and then you learn you know something else about their appearance or you picture a scene during the day but then you learn it's at night and you're constantly adjusting that so you 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 it sometimes can be a bit uh, it can take a bit of time to to kind of build that that picture but it the payoff is that it's highly engaging once you've got that picture in your head and once the story's going you're as much a, a part of that you know bringing that story to life Uh, but it's the opposite in film so everything's dictated to you um you know which is not a bad thing but the how something looks how something sounds um even the duration of a moment so if, if you're going to enjoy a scene once that scene's over if you're watching it in a cinema you know you can't go back and rewind it you've that scene's taken place um, but you've got and you but you've got that abundance of visual information you've got um, audio information um, you know you've got all these different things that you can play with you know shots and cinematography so completely the opposite end to to books now comics sits in the middle and you've got kind of the, the best of of kind of both mediums so you can it is highly engaging and in the same way um, you need that imagination engagement in order to connect the panel to panel and and that's what kind of can make the story really personal so you can still have that personal touch to how someone sounds or how someone moves because you the, the reader needs to provide that um, but you can you can convey a ton of information in a snapshot so you can have a panel, and already, without reading the words, you can have this um, ton of visual information. You know, is it day? Is it night? Where's it set? Where's the character standing? How do they look? Um, and so you've kind of got the the best of both worlds. And then, you know, if you're, if you're trying to tell a story, you don't have to worry about budget like you do with, with movies. You know, you're your set designer. You're your costume designer. You do the lighting. You're doing the... The, uh the cinematography you know the viewpoints character you're you're doing everything and it's it's open to you you know so yeah. you're not restricted in that sense but then you've really got some you know that's kind of like uh, i find in a lot of places that's spoken about but then you've got like a, a deeper level you know when, when i read books like um scott McCloud's understanding comics and making comics you know which is i read that over and over again, every time I read it, I find new things in it. Um, And you've got this thing in comics that plays on the relationship between um, written information and visual information. And I think he outlines like six different relationships. So, you know, you can have um, words and pictures that practically describe the same thing. They're carrying equal information. You know, so then you know you could probably just look at the picture and get the you know get an idea of what's going on, or you could read the words and get the picture, get the idea of what's happening. You could have it being additive, so you've got a picture, maybe the words add a bit more information, but it's still describing the same or the or the opposite. The the pictures add in more information to whatever the, the words are. But uh, then there's one relationship that he touches on that's really really interesting, and he, I think he calls it um interdependent uh relationship between um words and pictures and and i'll show you an example um if i could share again let's try this um okay so it's um uh, i should have had this prepared let's see if i can find it um Um, it's one picture I'm looking for. Oh, I hope I can find it. Um, let's see if I go to images. Um, da, 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 da. oh, I know where it is. Okay, this is going to be a shameless plug. So, I wrote about it on my website, and I don't know why I didn't just well, go first. <laughs> <laughs> so, um Oh, and, and don't tell me this is the time when my website doesn't load. I've not had issues with it. It's really going to do that to me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, it, I've not had problems with it uh, all week. The only time I've ever have a problem with my website is when I try and upgrade it or do something. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe that. That's that's crazy. Um
1: well, like my-, my business partner <laughs> does web design.
0: <coughs> <laughs> does he? It's weird. In my day job, I, 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 I project manage web, web web build projects. So, yeah, and I can't even get my own one to work. Let um, me see. Uh, Scott, McLeod, Relationship, Words, and Images. Let's see if I can find it. Um, word image combinations. Uh, yes. Yes. I think this is just the one. Ah, oh. okay. If not, I'll just describe it. So it's the image I'm looking for. It's uh it's a image of, um, a woman on the phone. You might have to use your imagination here and she's crying. And in the speech bubble, she says, I'm so happy for you. So she's crying on the phone, and she says, "I'm so happy for you." Now, if you take, if you were to take um, just the words, if you just split the words and the pictures, you take just the words, you would assume she's happy for whoever she's speaking to. You take the pictures, and you would just assume she's sad. Yeah. But now you put the words and the pictures together, and only by putting the words and the pictures together do you get the the true uh, meaning of that panel, which is she's sad but she's lying to say that she's happy yeah and and that's a that's kind of a it's an automatic process that when the reader looks at that is going to say you know he's learned something about the character that's not being explicitly said so you could say she lied over the phone you know you could drop some exposition or you could put something in to be more obvious you know maybe a caption of in a fault you know i lied when i was on the phone or something like that but <clears throat> that kind of relationship, and using that relationship, I think um, interacts with the reader a lot more. And and I've I've kind of got this running theory I've been trying to develop that I think it's that kind of interaction between the reader and the page that hooks them in. You know, it's not necessarily the the story genre or even the art to a degree, but it's 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 how um, engaged and uh, involved the reader is to the page and those kind of moments you kind I think you kind of subconsciously you get kind of like a bit of payback or satisfaction because you you kind of worked something out that you're not being explicitly told I think we kind of like that with stories you know we we like it with plot you know you work out the plot you know before it's kind of it unfolds and and you're kind of engaged into the movie Um, and I think if you do that the more that that kind of relationship is played upon you know page by page yeah i'm not saying it has to be there every page but the more it's it is in a book i think it um i think it makes the book more engaging and it's actually surprising when you look at a lot of different books whether it's indie books or mainstream books like how often they kind of play on that relationship it, it's not as often you know as as you think um but it it it, it just i think it you know th- these are the kind of things that i think like, wow that's that's unique to comics and comics only, you know, it's not in novels, you won't get that in in movies. Um, And it's what, you know, can make storytelling really fun.